Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grip Lock Foundation Disc Golf Weekly Podcast. I'm Hunter, joined by Connor yet again. Uh, we'll be joined by Trevor here virtually in a little bit to get his opinion on quite possibly the craziest week in a disc golf offseason that we've ever seen. Um, but before we get into any of that, let's go ahead and take a moment to thank our sponsors. Cheers to 2022 and resolutions that you can actually keep. How about being fully clean shaven all year round? Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to help you out with that. You can set your first New Year's resolution with good intentions and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. You can go over to manscaped.com and use code GRIPLOCKED for 20% off and free shipping. It's new year, new me with the global leaders and below the waist grooming. And this year, take your package to the next level with the performance package 4.0 and brand new ultra premium body wash. This thing's no joke. I use it literally every day. They also have a shampoo. And as I've mentioned before, basically their whole lineup of products that have scent from their cologne to their, even they have like foot deodorant, crop revisor, all this stuff. It all shares the same scent. So basically you're going to be walking around smelling just like a million bucks everywhere you go when you use all of this not to mention the performance package 4.0 inside of it you'll find their signature lawnmower 4.0 designed to trim hair on loose skin the advanced skin safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate nuts there's a line for you it also comes equipped with a 400k led spotlight that will shine a light a shine a light to the promised land 2022 looks to be uh, uh, grooming routine isn't complete without applying crop preserver and crop reviser before showing off your 2022 That's the second self. time you said reviser instead of reviver. It's all the same, you know, crop reviver f- for your visor. Uh, <laughs> don't know what that means. I made that one up. Complete The complete set Manscaped threw in their shed travel bag and anti-chafing boxer briefs as free gifts to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. Kick discomfort and poor hygiene to the curb. Hygiene. What am I talking? I can't talk. <laughs> Kick discomfort and poor hygiene to the curb this year and use the best tools for the job. Uh, go over to manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code GRIPLOCK. That one, that's one word, GRIPLOCK, over at manscaped.com. It gets you 20% off and free shipping, and your balls will thank you, as always. Flawless execution. <laughs> that's Flawless. what I do. One take, Thomas. <laughs> All right, so let's just dive right into it. This this podcast is on, normally we start off with off season news and then we go into the rest of the podcast. This podcast is just going to be off season news. There's nothing else to really talk. There's about. There's a lot of it to talk about. Uh, yeah. So essentially, what we're going to do is I'm going to go over the deals that have been announced and the players that have left deals that are yet to be announced. Then we're going to throw it over to Trevor, get his take on all of it, and then we'll come back to Connor and I, get our takes, uh, talk through it, and then. Um, wrap out the first show of 2022 and what a way to start the year so let's just start with the two deals that have been announced the two blockbuster headline deals coming from dynamic discs uh these have been teased for a while and uh they're finally here so first off on the mpo side we had ricky wysocki signing a four-year four million dollar guaranteed contract with dynamic discs which also included an extra two hundred fifty thousand dollars signing bonus that according to uh the old t-world article was paid out in Bitcoin, uh, which is the first arrangement of its kind in disc golf. Uh, So this basically, with the signing bonus and the guaranteed money per year, matches the deal that we saw from Paul uh, with Discraft a few years ago, except for this one's four-year, four million instead of 10-year, 10 million. And he got his bonus in a Bitcoin instead of a McLaren. But other than that, value-wise, it's pretty much all the the same. It's all there. Except for that. Well, the McLaren will definitely depreciate. The McLaren will depreciate, and the Bitcoin, you don't know. 
Bitcoin no could tank or the Bitcoin. The Bitcoin could be the most valuable part of this contract five years from now. That is very true. The Bitcoin could be worth 15 million five years from now. You never know. He could be the he could be the richest disc golfer in the world. In, yeah. In however many years. Yeah. Uh, on the flip side of that coin, uh, Dynamic Disc also landed a major FPO deal. Uh, also matching the largest ever announced FPO sponsorship deal with Kona Panis signing a four-year, $500,000 guaranteed deal. Uh, this one doesn't mention any upfront bonus, but it does mention that she'll end up making more than $500,000 uh, over it based on performance and social media bonuses, which I thought was interesting. I haven't really seen social media bonuses being quoted in many contracts, but with Kona, it just makes sense. Um, so her four-year, $500,000 guaranteed deal matches Kristen Tatar's deal that we saw with Latitude 64 just a few months ago. Um, and the only contract that we expect to be bigger than this in FPO currently is Paige Pierce's, but we don't have guaranteed numbers on that. So while we assume that Paige's contract's bigger, this matches the biggest public FPO deal that we've ever seen. So Kona Panis and Kristen Tatar both sign again a very similar deal, four-year, $500,000 deal. Kona with Dynamic Discs just announced. Um, and again, we'll get our take on that here in a second after we hear what Trevor has to say. Other big moves that have happened, we have Valerie Mandahano and Mason Ford, both signing two-year deals, also with Dynamic Discs, really expanding their team. Kevin Jones, as predicted uh, by us, uh, end up signing a four-year extension with Prodigy. I do not believe any numbers were released for that deal. Just scrolling through to make sure. Yeah, no numbers were released for that deal, but he signs a four-year extension. He's going to be staying with Prodigy. Uh, Missy Gannon has signed an extension with Discraft for two years. And then we have the two other... Big news uh, stories of this past week that are still kind of up in the air. First one that we heard, Katrina Allen announces her departure from Prodigy. I believe she's been sponsored by them for like nine years or something like that. Uh, Definitely not something we saw coming at all. And then on the other side, even blindsided us even more, which is Haley King departing her Discraft deal. Again, both of these players, Haley and Katrina, are leaving their deals early um, as far as... I yes, they're both leaving their deals early. So Haley King and Katrina Allen have announced that they're leaving their deals, but they have not announced where they're going. Uh, you'll get our takes on that in a second. But first, we're going to throw it over to the new father, Trevor, see how he's doing and get all of his takes and opinions on the deals that I just ran through. All right. So welcome in virtually the first week. Trevor, first off, congrats. Glad everything you. ended up good. You have he has a healthy baby boy. Uh, what's, what's the life like as a father now? You're the first one of us to go through this. (laughs) Um, it's, it's amazing. It's a really, definitely a incredible experience. It's very surreal. You know, you kind of like, you just like be like, you'll look at, you know, your child and just be like, well, that's mine for the next 18 years (laughs) to take care of. Like it's definitely (laughs) an interesting thing. Uh, it's, it's very, I, I, I tweeted about it, but I definitely like, I feel really bad for all these years, like hearing parents be like, Oh yeah, it's the sleep deprivation and all this and that. And I think we all kind of just look at them like, yeah, okay. Like fine, not that bad. You're just old, but no, it is. It's, it's bad. <laughs> You're just uh, old. It's, it's definitely pretty, pretty wild. It's definitely a lot harder on the mom than anybody else. Uh, but you know, I can change diapers pretty fast. There you go. At this point. So yeah, you know, I'm definitely learning a lot of skills. <laughs> so, yeah. 
it's great. <laughs> nice, nice. Now, throughout this, since your son has been born, we've been going through probably the craziest disc golf offseason we've ever seen. How much have you kept up with it? Uh, I've I've kept up with pretty much all of it that I know. Obviously, it's a little different because I'm not able to like bounce. We're not able to like bounce things off each other as it's happening, and like I don't have you know necessarily the same sources all the time. But um, you know, I, we've all been texting about it a little bit, and I've 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 seen enough to know that you know it's definitely the most crazy disc golf off season of all time. Um, it's it's it is an interesting. Uh, interesting thing going on i've got a few like thoughts about it but i i've definitely seen most of it you know i don't know how you could miss you know ricky walking to a chopper to i'm coming home <laughs> heck yeah <laughs> i don't know what that was i don't know what that was but it was pretty great but yeah I, i've i've seen it all for sure all right so where do you where do you want to start what, what deal do we want to go through first <sighs> okay well i think i think there's a lot to unpack uh we can I think we'll start broad because like we can kind of go like the, the most like individually case to case, you know, we've kind of got the Ricky deal, the Kona deal, and then we've got the speculation with Kat and Haley based on them leaving. Um, but I think broad strokes, the most interesting thing going on is obviously mass exodus from contracts, right? You know, we're talking about, I believe every single one of those deals I just mentioned were not their contracts were not up correct me if i'm wrong i uh, only one i'm not sure about is kona that's the only one i'm not sure right. not but sure about, not sure about kona but i'm but the rest of them most yeah the rest you're right yeah we're seeing a very interesting um effect here to where these players you know we're entering this era of disc golf to where money is getting into the sport they're watching players become millionaires um become very well off and and it's causing these players to really think like, you know, this isn't about brand loyalty anymore. This isn't about, uh, you know, sticking with, you know, the guy I've been with, you know, I need to like explore my worth now because there, there is a deal out there, you know, there's a, you know, Kona Panis, she sees Kristen Tatar sign this huge, you know, 500 K deal. And she's thinking to herself, well, what in the world? Like there's money out there for me, you know, Ricky, same with, you know, he sees Paul and he's like, well, I, I deserve that check so this is gonna this is gonna be a big you know introduction to a change in the landscape of disc golf contracts for sure uh i think you know if this if it already hadn't been happening you know it's tough to say if these players had what their contracts looked like i I have to imagine some of them had different like they probably all had different structures you know based on the company that they were dealing with you know you'd hope that you'd hope that ricky a guy who was probably making over six figures already had a little bit in writing and and it was somewhat structured. So it's tough to say, you know, you don't want to jump the gun and just say all these players, well, they just left because the contracts weren't rock solid. It's possible, but you know, you don't want to just jump in and say that because they could have had player options. They could have had, you know, some kind of buyouts, you know, there's definitely buyouts possibility. Um, So it's tough to say what's going on there, but I think if, if there is a, if there was some sort of collapse with these contracts and they weren't strong enough, then, you know, this is definitely the last wake up call. I think all these manufacturers needed to get legal teams and get serious about the way they write and approach contracts because the players are, are lawyering up. 
you know, they're getting agents, they're getting smarter. And if you are, you know, if you're tipping the scales in, on one end in the player's favor, and they have the, the lawyers and the agents and the manufacturers don't, well, the manufacturers are going to get abused and vice versa. So it's, it's definitely the, the last wake up call. I don't, I don't think we'll ever see anything like this ever again, where, it, you know, we'll see movement like this, but not everybody getting out of their contracts at once like this. I think, you know, people are going to start to realize that they need to lock things down a bit differently. Um, you know, obviously there's uh, Innova is, you know, one of the main targets of this mass exodus. They're, they're kind of another broad talking point. You know, why are all these players deciding to leave Innova? They're getting stripped right now. And we've talked about this, you know, we, you know, I don't want to say we told you so, but like we talk about this all the time, how Innova is set up for this because, you know, they don't really do a ton for their players, you know, based on the things we've heard, I don't think they are being paid super competitive to a lot, what a lot of other players can make. So we kind of saw this coming a little bit for Innova. Um, you know, it's, it's tough to say, you know, what this does for them in the future. Innova, you know, we all know that they are sitting on basically their market share that they've, they built early on and they've just been sitting on that for the longest time. Um, and it's just a matter of how long can that carry them? You know, will the sporting goods stores decide to switch up on them? You know, it's, it's very unpredictable for them. However, I would be very shocked if they make it out of this window without signing at least one big player. And we also forget that they still have probably well, maybe definitely the strongest FBO team there is um, with their European players. So, it's definitely, I think a lot of people are panic button on Innova, but I think they also need to realize that, you know, right now there's, you know, I'll talk about in a second, but there's two, you know, female players floating out there. That would be incredible additions. And then you've also, you know, you know, you can keep Heimberg and then make one more signing and they're back to where they started. So it's, you know, I think people are, I guess people were overreacting because they didn't make me see this coming as much as we did. Cause we kind of expected this Innova exodus to happen, but uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. So that's kind of where I'm at broad-wise with the whole thing, but on a case-by-case -case basis. Well, really, really quick, before you go into a case-by-case, -case, I got a question. So in your opinion, you think that Innova is going to pick up another player or two this offseason. You don't think they're done with their offseason? You know, well, it's it's... <laughs> I think this is where they're really going to show their hand because I think they had their backs against the wall before. Remember the last time they had their back against the wall was when Paul left. What did they do? They went out and they got the next best guy. So, you know, they're really going to show their hand here if they're <clears throat> bluffing or not based on their attitude of like, we don't need all the players, you know, we're going to, we're going to find out. And I think, I think they're definitely going to try. Um, I, there's, not a there's not a ton out there necessarily for them to, to for them to move around with but i say that and you know who's to say somebody else won't leave their contract so you know who's to say we won't be talking about dickerson to innova in a week from now like, yeah that's true who knows you know? well do you think do you do you think that there's a chance that what we're seeing right now is innova what happened with paul when paul left that maybe innova when paul left it didn't hurt innova as much as it helped discraft and so now what we see is when Ricky comes up and says, I'm worth X amount, Innova might have the numbers of what it looks like to lose their top player and say, actually, no, you're not worth that. We're, it's not going to hurt us as much when you leave. And they're kind of playing that role of like the contracts we care about is Dick Sporting Goods and Walmart and players are players. Yeah. 
that you know that's a that's a great point they definitely they have the experience of this thing happening now a little bit you know, not even close really to the kind of presence at innova that paul did but you're right in the sense that they do they understand it's it's difficult because it's tough to understand you know the tangibility of what a player is worth to a company because disc golf seems to measure a lot of it based on how many discs does your name sell, right? If we scribble your signature on this destroyer, how many does it sell? Disc golf measures by that. But I I would hope that they're smart enough to know that that's not exactly how this works. You know, Paul going to Discraft, they could have put his name on none of those discs and Discraft still would have done numbers because it is the influence, you know, we know this influencer marketing, like it's, it's a real thing. It's big. And, you know, I would think that Innova is smart enough to know that it's not just how many discs can you sell with your name on it, you know, and frankly, they don't really, the molds that they toss Ricky on, you know, you know, maybe with, you know, he doesn't even have his name on the pig. I guess the pig would be the example, right? Cause his name's not on the pig and that's been maybe his main influence. Innova is selling the pig. So yeah, I, I would, this is like, they're going to, they're going to really show their hand here. You know, if they, if they really sit back this time and they don't sign anybody else and they just go from here, you know, I guess they better hope that, um, that Heimberg has a great season, you know, to keep, cause it's not about, it's not necessarily about, um, like just the perception of player to company. It's about keeping your name relevant, really in Innova's case. Like if we just stop hearing their name, and it already has happened in the last, you know, year since Paul left. You don't hear about people throwing rocks as much anymore or T-Birds. It's just the like the vocabulary of the Innova disc lineup and just like the name Innova has slowly slid away from the mainstream of disc golf a little bit. And I think if you lose too many guys, you know, and here's the, the funny thing is two of their biggest personalities, you know, Sexton and Jerem, what are they more known for at this point, Innova or, or Jomez? <laughs> I'd argue Joe Metz. So it, it you know, it, it is going to be interesting. I think Innova either is completely in control and knows what they're doing and it's not going to matter. And maybe they have long-term deals locked down with Dick Sporting Goods and so on. Like maybe they've got 10-year deals that they just re-signed and they're like, well, we've got all the time in the world to, to build more capital and sign another player when we want to. Or maybe they are panicking or maybe they don't think they're panicking, but they should be. I think it'll be... It is going to be very telling if they don't sign anybody the rest of this offseason, you know, kind of where their head's at. If they don't sign anybody else, I'm I'm going to be pretty confident in the take that they are just – they just don't think they need players. And, you know, it's a bit confusing because every other sport, you know, industry, you know, does this. Like this isn't – you know, TaylorMade doesn't just, you know, have their clubs and dick sporting goods. They do, but they um, – you know, they have Tiger Woods, you know, they've got Roy McIlroy, like this is what, this is what they do. And I think Innova, you know, obviously their big thing is the exclusivity they have with the sporting goods stores. And um, I think if they were to lose just even the exclusivity, like if you were right now to have uh, half and half, you walk into sporting goods, you've got half this craft, half Innova, Innova's getting blown out of water, I think, you know, and it, it it's that it's that simple. So I, I yeah, I, I don't know what the future spells for them, but it's it's going to be very fascinating. Yeah, no, it's definitely definitely interesting. So let's go into the two big deals, the two headline deals, Ricky and Kona. Uh, to be honest with you, on my side, I think the Ricky one's a little bit less surprising, so we'll start there. 
when you heard Ricky to DD, obviously that had been rumored and you know pretty much confirmed up to it. But once you heard four year, four million, and this two hundred fifty thousand dollars signing bonus, what went through your head? Any surprises there? Any thoughts that came to your mind? Um, no, not not surprised. Uh, we knew Dynamic has been loading up. You know, I I think we all knew that they had the most capital. So when Ricky wanted to leave, I think regardless you know he knew going to dynamic he could throw trilogy anyways i'm sure you've looked at their site you know he's not just ha- he doesn't just have dynamic molds up there um but you know we always knew that they were going to be the next one to make a splash because they're doing well without without the having the massive team you know i guess maybe that's a counterpoint to the whole end of a thing is you know maybe maybe they're kind of looking at dynamic like well they're doing great their team wasn't exactly loaded so yeah, I think I knew that, that that was definitely coming. You know, the money the money is interesting, right? Because we don't really know we don't really know how much of, you know, Paul obviously makes, you know, the same amount per year, but he has the PM line. And the PM line is sells incredibly incredibly well. So it's it doesn't seem like much of a stretch to put well, not a stretch at all to pay Paul's contract guaranteed. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see do, does dynamic give Ricky his own line of discs or does he um, just, is he, are they just going to print his name on molds and then try to pay him a million dollars a year? Or I believe like, the know, plans to give what? him some molds. I believe that is a plan. He's going to have some molds. Yeah. And I wonder, I wonder too, if dynamic was just like, well, guess what? We made, we made, you know, $3 million last year. Let's, you know, if we have to make, if we make 3 million again next year, we can pay Ricky a million of that. Or like, you know, there, it's tough to, t- to say where their head was at i think the signing is huge for the trilogy brand in some extent to where now you know you're gonna have ricky competing you know at the very top of the of the field throwing trilogy plastic and dynamic specifically um this is huge for them but it, it, it is it's difficult once again to say you know we just we haven't seen a player influence a brand like paul did with discraft ever essentially you know we haven't we haven't like when ricky went to innova the trade-off there like obviously discraft came out on top of that popularity wise so you know in this case you know ricky leaving innova going to dynamic you know it can only help dynamic they didn't have to make some kind of trade you know so i i definitely see them you know doing well from this move but i'm interested to see if any amount of disc golf from outside of trilogy catches the trilogy fever, you know, mm. because Discraft, they caught, they weren't just like rejuvenating their fan base when Paul left. They were, they got a whole new fan base and every new player essentially. So it's going to be interesting to see if, if we start picking up on, Oh, more people are throwing these, you know, dynamic molds or these trilogy molds because Ricky's, you know, playing with them, you know, that that's kind of what you have to look for to, to really see if the culture is changing I thought the signing bonus in Bitcoin was yeah. pretty cool. Um, you know, it's best of luck to you, I guess. Yeah, that's a that's a fifty fifty shot. It might go up, might go down. Who knows? Yeah, but that was a that was a cool little thing. I you know, dynamic. Here's what I'm most excited about is dynamic. You know, they've been trying to catch the big fish. They finally got one, and they don't mess around. You saw the video they did. They got a helicopter. Like what? You know, like they, they don't mess around when it comes to pushing their players, making their players likable and giving their players every opportunity to improve on their brand. So I'm, I'm very curious to see what they do uh, with Ricky. Um, 
because I think Ricky can be a very likable player. I think he already has a lot of fans. So I, yeah, I see that I'm, I'm almost mostly curious just to see what he's going to throw. Yeah. You know, how much uh, dynamic he throws versus how much of the latitude stuff, but those felons look pretty cool. Yeah, they definitely, they definitely did. Now on the flip side of that coin, the other announcement made by dynamic Kona Panis, four years, $500,000 matches the largest ever announced FPO deal in Kristen Tatar's. Most likely, it's less than Paige Pierce's, but we don't have numbers to actually 100% confirm that. So, any shock there, any surprise there that Kona is the player that uh, Dynamic was teasing and finally announced here? Uh, I was definitely surprised. Um, this this deal this deal is like is huge. This is this should be like a. Uh, big slap in the face to all the disc golfers who aren't using social media right here mm. because Kona Panis. Don't get me wrong. Kona Panis is a really talented young FPO player. Um, I've, I think she surprised me the last few seasons. Um, early, early on in her career, I wasn't really sure if she was ever really going to make it to that top level of competition. Obviously she's been able to have some success on uh, the last year or so. Um, she still has higher ceiling. I think I don't, I don't think Kona Panis is a future world champion. You know, I'll say that. I don't, I think she's talented. I think she's going to win on tour. I don't think she's like a dominant, you know, player of the era type player. However, as we all know, she is one of the best, if not the best in the social media game when it comes to, uh, especially her Instagram. So, you know, it, it, this is basically what dynamic said. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to make the big bet. We're going to pay a lot of money because we know we're not just paying for a player who's competitive and is going to, you know, show up on leaderboards. Um, but we're all, we're paying a lot for somebody who, I mean, it, it just seems like when you, when you think about Kona, you know, doing the videos for dynamic, you know, they do all kinds of little Instagram videos and YouTube. She's going to ask there. Uh, I really think that, you know, when I saw the amount, you know, 500K over four years, I was definitely like, wow, surprised. But at the same time, you know, <laughs> good for her. Like, you know, that's, you know, this is what, you know, she earned it. You know, Dynamic was willing to to pay that amount. And I think that's awesome. I think, I think more than anything, this is almost like Dynamic with these deals were just flexing their muscles. Like, you know, everybody kind of was ragging on in the last couple of years. Like, you know, they can't sign anybody, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then here they are like, well, we haven't even signed anybody. And we had the money to drop on, on these players. And we were able to, to bring them in, convince them that we can give them the equipment to win. And I, I think the Kona deal, you know, because I know probably how much of their thought process leaned on, how well uh, how marketable she is and how professional she is as a player you know i think this is probably just like a win-win for them and i definitely think that her you know potential wise on the course i think she has more upside than not so yeah i, I thought i thought it was a, it was a more surprising deal but when i think about it you know it i think it'll it'll definitely benefit her dynamic in the long term no for sure uh, all right, final two uh, things I want to get your opinion on, and then we'll let you go back to being a father and hopefully getting some sleep. Um, Haley King and Katrina Allen have both announced that they're leaving their deals. Katrina Allen with Prodigy, Haley King with Discraft, neither of which I saw coming. I don't know if you did. Uh, came out of the blue. Neither have announced where they're going. Um, so I guess not really 
guess there's not really a take on why they left, but more so, where do you think they're going to end up this offseason? Yeah, these ones are head scratchers. The cat one, um, we I had heard whispers. I think we'd heard some whispers about her being a little bit unsettled, possibly moving. So I wasn't as floored with hers. Um, although I wasn't, I still wasn't convinced that she was leaving. So that one definitely took me. And obviously, she is a big time free agent in the FPO field, especially when you talk about the magnitude of these contracts that are being signed right now. Uh, I think with cat. You know, we've we've you know thought maybe she goes the route of EV seven, maybe she goes infinite. Like we kind of thought about that maybe, but now um, you know Innova potentially might be looking for another star to bring on board. I mean, their FPO team would be insane if they got her as well. Um, so that's definitely a possibility. If I had to guess, if I had to guess, it's tough. It's tough to know when the moving parts happen because we don't really know the timeline of when Innova knew that they were losing Kona versus when Kat, like it's tough to like line that up to like, Oh yeah, it's, a, it's almost a swap. Like Kat's going to take her place there. Um, Discraft, you know, it's tough. That's another one with now with Kaylee leaving. Like it's tough to know if that lined up to where if Discraft was already thinking about signing Kat and knowing that Haley was leaving or if they didn't know and just happened to already be signing Kat or maybe they were signing Kat and that's why Haley left. Like it's, you know, I, I think there, I think there's, it probably makes them, I mean, Paige and Cat on the same team. That would be something. I didn't think about that. <laughs> but uh, I, I think that the Innova move only makes sense in my head because they're just losing everybody. But I think, honestly, I want to I want to say Discraft for Cat. I just it just seems like that. Like I, I it's tough to predict right now what's going on. So I, I think. I, I think there might be something to do with her contract coming in and Haley leaving. Mm. Haley's uh, Haley leaving shook me. I had absolutely no idea that was going to happen. I think she, it was like the day before she had announced that she was leaving other sponsors. Is that right? Yeah. So we saw that and that was a bit of a head scratcher. And then leaving Discraft, I mean, we all assumed that she would be a long-term lockdown for them. Um, and, you know, the scenario I can picture is Haley is negotiating with Discraft. They're not necessarily giving her as much as she wants. Cat comes in, gets a huge deal. You know, that, that would definitely push a player to leave. And it, it didn't seem like they left on bad terms, but it almost seemed to me, and I'm just trying to speculate, but it almost seemed to me that they left on not ugly terms, but like not necessarily thrilled with each other terms either. Like it was almost like, I'm going to leave. Like I need to leave this situation. So Haley, I get the impression, more speculation, I get the impression that Haley more got floated out there late and is pro- probably didn't have as much as an idea necessarily of where she wanted to go. Um, but obviously another top free agent. Um, I think the the like most the sense the change that would make the most sense would be her going to Prodigy then. It's it's weird how disc golf like tends to flip-flop um, because there's only so many manufacturers. And there's only only so many top players. So when one leaves a company, it's almost like your mind just immediately goes, well, they'll just take their place. Like, you know, if I was Prodigy and I just lost my best, you know, FBO player, what I'm going to do? I'm going to go get the next best thing out there on the free agency market. Like that's that just seems to be um, the thought process. But I I could see Prodigy for Haley. I I could see her ending up at Innova as well. Um, But those are probably the only two fits that that I can think of in my head. 
I, I would I would guess I would guess um cats to to Discraft and Haley to Innova. All right. Now MVP, do you think either of them MVP has a shot at either of them? So MVP MVP, this is actually something I want to talk about because a lot of I've seen a lot of stirring on social media talking about MVP getting in the game um, because and they keep saying, well, MVP has all this new money, all this new money. And I think people forget that they probably took a gamble on James Conrad and probably all this new money they got went to paying James Conrad, mm-hmm. which is an accomplishment in and of itself. Like that's that's what needed to be done. So I, I don't think MVP has as much cap room as people think they do. I think they might have a little. Uh, I think uh, signing another, you know, big FPO player would be beneficial to them. I don't, I don't really see it for either of these two. Maybe Haley, maybe Haley. I think Haley would be more in their price range, and I think she could be a good fit at that company. Um, so I, I could see that. That's a good point. Um, but I don't, I don't know if, I don't know. You know, it would be, it would be weird for them to stay quiet because they kind of had some momentum going with Conrad this past season. So it'd be weird for them not to make any moves this offseason, but um, you know they still have a, a pretty decent team. So I, yeah, I I could see Haley King going there, but I'm I'm not I'm not certain on that. I just don't think they have as much you know cap room as people are assuming they do because I think they probably had to pay Conrad a lot, and I know for a fact that they lost some steam later after his world title. Um, you know, it was definitely MVP. As sad as it is to say, MVP kind of trended a little bit. And they can't quite seem to grab onto that trend and, and really bring in new people, um, even though their product is really second to none. I mean, they, it's just as good as anything out there. And, you know, we've thrown their stuff. So, you know, you know their, t- their time is still coming. I, I really hope that MVP is able to finally squeeze their way into the market and really get a chokehold on things. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. That would be a good signing for them. All right, so there you have it. Anything else that you want to bring up that happened over this last, I guess, two weeks since you've been on the show? Yeah, um, not that I can think of. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to next season getting underway already. I'm ready for the events to start kicking up. I think it's going to be a, you know, we still have all this shaking up to go down with the off season, but it's going to be really fun, you know, seeing these players teeing off with new discs you know that's always that's always very interesting and, and unique to disc golf i think because you know in, in golf for example you know i don't care if tiger woods hit the tailor-made driver or nike driver it's you know it's really gonna have the same effect but you know watching uh ricky get back to throwing those trilogy molds you know seeing him pull an enforcer off the tee it'll just be it'll be interesting it'll be really fun to see if they change their game you know what you know, what's the pig going to be? You know, I guess we can all probably assume the harp is probably what he's going to go back to. Uh, although I will say I have a sneaky, sneaky suspicion that dynamic is going to uh, either make a pig for Ricky or bring back a, a mold such as a slammer that already existed and maybe retool it. So remember that. Remember that take. <laughs> he's claiming intellectual property on that take. There you go. That's how you know Trevor's back. Intellectual property has been claimed. I, I'm claiming intellectual property on that. I, I'd like a share of, of the sales of his new mold. I just feel like <laughs> if you're if you're dynamic, if you're a dynamic and you're signing Ricky, and he, you know, yeah, he can throw all the trilogy, but he's signed to dynamic. Why would you, you know, you know, the pig is his main disc that people like. That is what he pushed the most. 
why would you let him throw a harp? Yeah. You know, or why, why, why would you want him to have to throw a harp? You know, make him, make him a disc. It'll sell, you know, I'd buy it right now. So I would too. There you have it. There you have it. The captain's Raptor. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, perfect. Thanks, sir. We have not got them in yet. No, they, I think they ship into this month or something. I think they uh, released beginning of February. Well, we'll let you know when they come in. We'll, we'll use that to lure you back into the office. I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping next week to to get back in there. So, hey, we can't wait for you to get back, but no rush. Take your time and enjoy enjoy your your new lifestyle at home. <laughs> that about, that's about right. That's about <laughs> it is a new lifestyle. All right, there you have it. We'll have you uh, back on next week to talk about hopefully where Haley and Katrina Allen ended up. All right, now before we get into Connor and I's takes on everything you just heard Trevor go over. Uh, I want to really quickly shout out our Patreon. Um, we just revamped it and we renamed it to you can now become an official member of the Heiser Club. So essentially there's three different tiers. There's Heiser Club member, Heiser Club elite, Heiser Club Hall of Fame. You can find out more information on all that over at patreon.com slash foundation disc golf. One of them, if you're listening to this part of the show, one of the ads, um, or if you're watching on YouTube and you've seen the ads that pop up in the middle of the show or the ads that we have sometimes at the beginning of the show and you're like, I'm sick of it, just talk about what I want to hear. One of these tiers might be for you. The Heiser Club member, it's five bucks a month. Uh, you get a bonus weekly podcast, bonus monthly video. You get to join uh, the official community, help support foundation, everything that we're doing over here, access to a monthly giveaway contest, uh, and also Discord benefits. But what I was just talking about is ad-free grip-locked episodes. So if you want to watch grip-lock dis- distraction-free, just get in, get straight to it, skip over all these ad reads, skip over all of the... Um, ads on YouTube, the mid-roll ads, beginning ads, all of that. Five bucks a month gets you access to ad-free grip-locked episodes in addition to all of that stuff. You can also read about how to get access to the Heiser Club store, uh, discount codes, all of that stuff, early access to disc drops. You can find out more information on all these tiers and become a Heiser Club member, part of the Heiser Club Elite, or part of the Heiser Club Hall of Fame over at patreon.com slash foundation disc golf. Uh, we're super excited for all the new Patreon tiers and we have a lot planned for that this year. So, all right, Connor, it's game time. Are right, you ready? Hunter. I'm ready. Let's start with dynamic discs. Let's just get straight to the Ricky Wysocki four-year, $4 million deal, $250,000 bonus. Uh, to me, we saw the deal coming. We saw him going to dynamic. Yeah. At least on my end, I assumed it's got to be a million dollars a year because I just don't see Ricky... I don't see Ricky moving and not getting what Paul got. I was about to say I don't. Th- I don't think that Ricky would be willing to take a, a, a lower number. Yeah, I would have been. I'd been pretty shocked to have seen it. Now, one thing that's <laughs> been interesting is Ricky's kind of quote tweeted this a few different times, and I think he also mentioned it that he liked it being a shorter deal. So Paul's was ten year, ten million. He liked it being a four year, four million dollar deal because he felt like it allows him to reevaluate after four years after the growth of the sport. And, you know, he might be at that point worth four years, $8 million or something like that. I definitely thought that was an interesting take um, because I think there's two sides to this coin. Uh, One side is, are we looking at a bubble right now where players are getting signed to very large contracts and will there reach a point where that doesn't happen. Like, will will we? Mm-hmm. Are we getting? Are we biting off more than we can chew as a sport? I guess is a question that we won't know the answer to for who knows how many years. Because when Paul signed his ten year, ten million dollar deal, the thing about that 
is that Paul still stands in a class of his own when it comes to accolades. He has more world titles, more U.S. titles, so on and so forth, to where if a player came to a company and said, I want that deal, the company had at least deflections. They could at least be like, well, Paul got that deal because he's won five world championships. If you do that, then we can talk. The company would at least have deflections. But now that Paul and Ricky have both signed that deal, there's less deflections because Ricky is a multiple-time world champion. But now if you're Eagle, before you might be able to go to Discmania and Discmania be like, Eagle, like, you know, blah, 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 whatever. We're not going to be able to give it to you. And you'd walk away being like, okay, I understand. You know, it is true. Paul has been the, you know, once in a generation type player for the sport. But now when your two closest competitors that Eagle arguably beat, I mean, Ricky beat him more than he beat him, but they went back and they were back they're neck and neck all year. And so if Eagle's looking at this and he's like, the two guys that I was head to head with week in and week out, and I have a similar brand to are making a million dollars a year. It's going to be hard when Eagle's negotiation time comes up for him not to think he's worth a million dollars a year. I think that's where things start to get interesting is because I think Paul's value, it set a value but it didn't validate the value, if that makes any sense at all. Mm-hmm. That makes it, sense. It set a bar, but it kind of you couldn't tell if that bar was like unattainable by the rest of the field or if that is the true value. Ricky's contract now sets it as the true value of like, hey, top of the game is worth a million dollars a year because I'm worth it too. Uh, so to me, I think that could be something that not is going to cause issues in disc golf, but is going to cause players to really start questioning what they're worth um, it's great for Rick. I definitely think that from a player side, like if Ricky, I don't know why, why Ricky wouldn't be worth this. The Saki bomb brand I've seen whenever you go to a course, there's a ton of Paul fans and there's a ton of Ricky fans and regionally, like sometimes there's more Paul fans than Ricky fans. Other times there's more Ricky fans and Paul fans. That just is how it is. And I think they're both have massive brands and are both worth a lot. Question is, what's it going to make other players think their worth and if that's true but what do you think on the four-year four million side do you think the shorter deal like that holds some some truth to it or do you think that it might have been smart for him to have locked in a a 10-year 10 mil type deal well i know that kind of what um what ricky was was pointing out or or what his thought process with it is that at the end of his um deal he'll still have room to negotiate Mm -hmm. because what if he ends up being more competitive by then um, which I don't necessarily see happening, but th- he, that's what he's kind of thinking with it yeah. that we can see through like his tweets and mainly his, his response to tweets. I personally think that the Paul's deal is a better deal mm. because in seven years, Paul is still making a million dollars a year. Yeah. And, um, well, and, and he's got really good job security with that. Where, how, how old is Paul right now? Paul just turned 30. Yeah. So it, I mean, is this is, it, it's a retirement deal for Paul. Yeah. Is it possible for Paul to be 39 and competitive? Yeah, it's possible. But to be competing with 25-year-olds who have been playing since they were little kids, like I, I just think that still having that deal then is going to feel really good while there's a possibility that Ricky has this has this deal until he's out of his prime and there's nothing left to negotiate except for he's got a great name to go with his brand, uh, which which could ha- is, is still a really good thing for Dynamic or any company that wants to buy them is yeah. is the Saki Bomb brand. But well, one thing to think about though is Ricky is only twenty eight years old, so at the end of his four year deals, four years deal, four year deal, holy cow, <laughs> he'll only be 
two years older than what Paul is now. Actually, Paul, according to Wikipedia, he'll be the age that Paul won worlds at. Paul is, according to Wikipedia, thirty-one. So actually, Ricky will be basically two years ahead uh, at the end of the four-year okay, deal. Yeah. So, so basically, I mean, when Paul locked in this deal, is basically around the same time when Ricky will be up with his four-year deal. Only thing that I will say is not being taken into consideration is I would be shocked if Paul's deal didn't have renegotiation clauses of like, let's say that Ricky over the next four years wins another world title and Paul wins another world title in those four years. And then Ricky goes to renegotiate and Ricky now signs a five-year, $10 million deal. Mm -hmm. I would be shocked if Discraft and Paul didn't sign a you know, the rest of his thing is now improved to five-year, $12 million deal or something well, that like that. that wouldn't surprise me either because it's starting to look like all disc golf contracts are just handshakes because well, no, people I, are... What, what is going on right now where people are just leaving willy-nilly? I think there's a few different a few different things, right? Um, I do think some of them haven't been lawyered up, haven't been locked in to where everything's been thought through and so there's loopholes that once a player gets an agent or something, they can look at and be like, hey, this right here gets you out of your contract. Mm-hmm. I think that's true on some fronts because if we go back a mere few years ago, Paige Pierce got out of her dynamic disc deal early because it was a verbal agreement. That's not happening anymore, yeah. the verbal agreement side. Um, I think disc golf deals are getting more and more significant uh, and more and more structured. What wouldn't surprise me is if what's going on somewhat now is the contract solid, but there's over promises in the contract of it could be something as simple as like something that we put in a a contract at one point was we'll pay you on the first Friday of every uh, month. Mm-hmm. So basically the first Friday of every month will pay you for the back sales and whatever guarantee, blah, blah, blah. So if we miss that and we pay on the second Friday, we now bro- breach the contract because that was in the contract. So it could be that something as simple as that yeah. to where... It's in the contract. You still met everything, but now it's like, hey, you breached the contract here, so that gets me out. Uh, it's kind of like when Liz and I were house shopping uh, a few years ago, like two or three years ago. We were looking to buy a house, and we were under contract for this townhouse. We didn't. We weren't in love with it, but it fit. It was whatever because the house we really wanted wasn't for sale yet. We like knew the owners, and they weren't ready to move. We're under contract. The owners of this house we really wanted decided to move. And, the, and they told us, because we were friends with them, and they are like, hey, when we move, we'll, we'll give you a heads up first. Because they had redone the kitchen. It was perfectly Lizzie style, whatever. So they give us a heads up, and we're like, crap, we're in a contract. Like, we literally, we can't do anything. So we were, like, trying to think through, like, do we get a second mortgage and buy another house and then tr- hope this one sells? Or what the heck do we do? Because we really want this house, but I don't think we're going to be able to do it. Uh, and then our real estate agent called us, like, the next day and was like, hey... In the contract, it lists your HOA at 150, 200, whatever a month. We'll just say 200 a month. Um, but the previous owner didn't go to the HOA meeting. It actually went up to $300 a month. Mm-hmm. Is that okay with you all? And so we heard that, and I immediately was like, I mean, that's fine. I don't care. But I didn't tell the real estate agent. I was like, it should be fine. I was like, but is that like, is is that anything that breaches a contract or anything like that? She's like, well, yeah, the contract you signed is incorrect. You'll have to sign a new contract. And I was like, oh, well, we don't want to sign the new contract. We want to buy this house instead. And it got us out of our contract. Oh, dang. For as simple as $100 a month Yeah. because the HOA was listed wrong from the seller's agent side. So it could be stuff that's as simple as that where it's this tiny, minute detail, but because of how the contract's written, that little thing breaks a contract and now you're home free if you mm-hmm. want to be. 
Um, I so, was supposed to receive this many discs a month, but you sent one less. Exactly. Like yeah. it, it's very. It, there's many ways I think they can get out. The other thing too is possible buyout situations of like, hey, you know, you were paying. Uh, Connor was signed with Innova and he was making 50,000 a year and we're discraft. He has a year left. We'll pay the remaining 50,000 to Innova for Connor to come over here and we're going to pay Connor a hundred thousand a year. And it's like, okay, that makes sense with me. And Innova's like, you know what, whatever, just give us that money and boom, boom, done deal. Shake hands. Now I'm out of my deal early. Endless possibilities and scenarios. That all makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. There's a lot of scenarios, but I, I don't think that handshake deals at the top level are prominent anymore. You're not making a four-year, $4 million deal with a $250,000 signing bonus and being like, nah, let's not law you up. Let's just yeah. spit shake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit better than a handshake. Uh, <laughs> other side of the coin, this one, I really thought this was going to be Katrina Allen, two dynamic discs. Every part of me did. The Kona Panis deal. Um, when it was announced, I had heard the day before that it was 100% going to be Kona Panis. I still didn't believe it. So I was just kind of like waiting on eggshells to see if everyone was right. Everyone was right. It was Kona Panis. Four-year, $500,000 deal. Now, why this surprised me up front is mainly because I think this is going to now create an interesting conversation with all contract renegotiations. Because Christian Tatar, four-year, $500,000 deal. It was a massive deal. Everyone's stoked. But Christian Tatar arguably one of, if not the best FPO player in the world. She is constantly up there. Uh, Whenever she comes over from Europe, she's right up top. So her having one of the top, top contracts in FPO disc golf made sense. It it worked. Kona, not saying she's not a top player. She is, but I believe she's ranked ninth in the world right now. So performance-wise, she's not a top five, top three player. Mm -hmm. I think that she, talent-wise, is probably a top five player, but she's not a top three. Because you have Henna, Katrina Allen, Christian Tatar, Haley King, Missy Gannon, uh, Evelina Salonen that I'd all put above Kona right now. And that doesn't even go into like Sarah Hocum, Lisa Fakus, other people that you could argue. And I'm sure I'm missing even more names. Uh, that's not a knock on Kona, but there's a lot of names in there that aren't, aren't signed to this deal. So Kona signs a four-year $500,000 deal. And kind of like Trevor said, I think that this more than ever shows the power of branding and shows the power of a social media following. Yeah, definitely. Because this to me is we're betting on Kona's future as dynamic discs. We're saying we think Kona can get there. We think Kona can get over the next four years to that top five, top three player. That's Kona's drive. That's Kona's focus. But even if she doesn't, she's going to make us money because when she comes in 10th place or she comes in 12th place at a tournament and she has a bad tournament, she's still able to make us content and do stuff that's going to move her, move plastic and move the needle for us to where honestly, it might've been less of a risk to sign a player like Kona Panis to a deal like this than it would be to sign a Haley King. Because it's, because with Haley, it's purely based off of how well she plays. Yeah. She has a brand and she has a following, but it's not the same. The way she's built it isn't the same way that Kona's built it. And Kona's is much larger. To where Kona can, part of what Kona's always built her brand on is the journey to getting better. And so she's constantly open about how she's working on her putting, what she's working on this week, that week. That can be something that's very valuable to a brand of like, hey, you know, I was really struggling with this turnover shot. So you know what? I dissed down from the river to a diamond and it fixed it. To where now for this tournament, I don't have to worry about my form. I can just throw it. Who knows how many players are like, oh, well, let me try the diamond out then. 
uh, and stuff like that. But if you don't have that social media reach, you don't see that. All you see is the results. So it might be like, oh, well, yeah, Kona did, you know, finish in seventh last weekend, but that was before she found the diamond. Let's see what next week looks like type thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a lot to be said that goes on behind the scenes social media wise. And there's also a fact that like they're also betting here, I think, that four years from now, Kona Pandas is one of those top names. And then by the end of this deal, the Ricky deal, I don't think at the end of this deal, they're going to be sitting there like we got Ricky for a steal at the million dollars a year. I think the four years from now, that'll still be one of the like top marks. It might be like, okay, now it's time to resign and Ricky's worth 1.3 a year or something like that. But Kona, they might be looking at saying with how many people are going to be getting into disc golf and all she wants to do on social media. Plus if she keeps building her play out, at the end of the four-year deal, they might be looking at it like, hey, we actually got Kona for a steal, $125,000 a year. You know, she was worth two fifty in year three a year to where now we're just rolling in the dough on the Kona Panis brand and now it's time to sign her to an even bigger deal. So I think initially when I saw the numbers, I don't know if you felt the same way. Initially when I saw the numbers, I was like, oh boy, like that's an interesting thing. But the more you think about it, I think this deal really makes sense. I do think it's a risk for dynamic discs. Um, but I think it's a risk that that was very calculated and will pay off. I feel I feel the same way. I feel like on a on a much small, I won't say much smaller scale, <laughs> on it different. She brings a similar thing to the table that Brody does. Mm. Where Brody, it's not about how well he plays; it's about the content that he makes. Um, and I mean, if you look at her social media, I mean, you would think she she's like the poster child for Bushnell. And I don't know how much Bushnell is paying her, but I assume it's not as much as Dynamic is now. Yeah. And so I I just think she's gonna she's gonna push that plastic really well. And like you said, her brand is more built on a journey and um and like a process, while a lot of other players are, is built on their abilities. And your abilities fail you so many times, but yeah. a process and a journey only gets better whenever you play worse. Honestly, so and she's got a very solid, uh, a very solid like foundation that she's got her um, her social media on right now. Another interesting thing is um, I was really surprised by it. I would I never saw her leaving Innova. Yeah, um, she because she has such deep roots in Innova too. Mm-hmm. Because well, I mean we know her dad is like what like on the marketing. He's, he's team. a marketing director, I believe. Oh, the marketing director. I could be wrong, but I believe that's him. Yeah, and that I'm gonna guess that's where she where she learned how like how to market so well because mm-hmm. she's she's very good at marketing herself and marketing the companies that she's that she's sponsored by. So it, it was a huge surprise to me. Um, I kind of liked what she had to say about it in the in the press conference conference that they held, um, where she talked about how like it was it was no hurt feelings or anything. She just she was nervous that you know the higher she moved up in Innova the more is going to look like nepotism. And she didn't want it to look like that. Um, Yeah. Well, I also think, so she said, uh, this is a quote from the Ultra World article. She also, in the press conference, went back to this a little bit too. She's like, this year, Innova sent me the contract and it just was pretty much the same as what I had last year. Like, it was very similar. So I think that it sounded like, like her loyalty, everything is, was to Innova. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, her dad is still the marketing director there. He still plans on, you know, staying with Innova, doing all that with Innova. Um, but I think she basically just said, uh, where is it? it felt like the conversations were just a little off. So I think basically what's going on is Eric was talking and she was like, hey, here's the Christian Tatar offer. I think she literally said she sent a scr- screenshot and was like, is this something that DD could offer? And Eric and DD were probably like, yes, we're all over that. And Enova gave her a very similar contract, which in the press conference, she initially said was no guaranteed. And then she said, well, I guess that's not technically true. I had a small monthly stipend. 
you don't have to read into that to know it's not one hundred twenty five thousand dollars a year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and so I think that basically what it came down to is like it doesn't matter how much I want to be with my family and be with whatever. Like I got she's about to get married to Colton Montgomery. All of this like I got to think about my future. And this is a company that is willing to make me basically the face of FPO for them, put all a ton of time, energy, effort into me and also back it with money. Why would I stay with a company that for some reason is valuing me the same year after year? I think that it's kind of what it sounded like it came down to. Uh, now, the thing that's interesting to me is where is that disconnect with Innova? Like where is is Innova big brain in everyone? Kind of like I asked Trevor to where they're like, they're doubling down because they have numbers and data that no one else has. And they're like, Hey, these players are worth a lot when they first come in that initial wave. But once you've been around for long enough and you have a big enough team, an individual player doesn't make a big difference. Cause one thing that Brody said last night that I thought was a, a great point on debate night was if we'll use gateway cause gateway doesn't have a big player right now. Yeah. Probably are going to have Nico, but they don't have a big player right now. If Gateway were to land Kevin Jones, right, that would be massive for Gateway. But if Gateway were to land Kevin Jones and uh, we'll put someone, Paul Ulibarri, right, when they have a second player now, that second player doesn't have that same type of impact that that first player did because the first player is the one that brings you that marketing, brings you all that. So if you have Paul Ulibarri or Kevin Jones, they're both going to do similar things for your gateway brand, which is make it more mainstream and make leaps and bounds. But once you sign that second player, what are they reaching that the first player can't once your brand's big enough? Exactly. And so I think that might be what's end of a saying is like, we're reaching all the players we need to between Big Germ, Calvin Heimberg, Nate Sexton, Evelina, Henna, and our long list of other players those are like the top, top ones. But when you go into like Philo, Barsby, number of other players too, and when they have the fact that they can still put 12-time world champion on their discs, mm-hmm. they might be looking at it like, realistically, like if Ricky, if we pay you, or Kona, if we pay you this much money, like we're not making it back because our brand is big enough that we don't need that right now. That could just be what Innova's doing, but a company like Dynamic Discs, I would be shocked if we didn't start to see more and more trilogy on the course now that you have Kona and Ricky throwing it. I completely agree. I completely agree. I Innova is very interesting to me. Um, I, I'm with you. I think that it has to do with there is really smart tactics behind it. Mm-hmm. The way it comes across so much is is very prideful, I think, of Innova. that It seems like to the outsider that they don't like it whenever players are bigger than them. Mm. And they want they want Innova to be the important name, which mm-hmm. make, it makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, but they, we've heard a lot of of Innova just not really valuing their players a ton. I feel like, and we and we've seen things that look like that. But I, I I'm with you where there's gotta be there's gotta be something behind it where they are just seeing something that a lot of companies aren't, or maybe they really are looking towards the future. Like where 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 you were talking about, are we in a bubble right now mm-hmm. where players are getting paid so much because there's so much hype around it? But then in a few years, manufacturers might start realizing this doesn't make fiscal sense for us. Yeah, uh, to be paying players so much. Um, but it, yeah, I, I'm with you. It's really interesting, and I'm one. I 100 think that we're going to see a lot more trilogy being thrown. Yeah, because. I met through like through Battle for Bedford and a lot of tournaments we did. I met a lot of kids who were huge Ricky fans, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of younger kids in the games like one Ricky's going to be one of their favorite players, and 
they're going to be so so like very much whenever he goes to dynamic, they're just going to start throwing dynamic stuff yeah. or, or be all over dynamic. I think that part of what we're seeing too on the Innova side is back in the day, uh, realistically up to, I don't even know, the last few years. Like we're in a very, this is a very new era of disc golf that we're in where back in the day, the player was the lucky one to be sponsored and be making enough money to tour. So I think in, it's a hard mindset when you have the same people in charge sometimes at Innova to shift the mindset of the players are lucky to have us and the companies like Dynamic and Discraft have shown we feel lucky to have the players. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's an interesting shift because Innova's coming from a, a point where the player is just so grateful to be able to tour. They're grateful that they don't have to live in their car and they can just, you know, make it week to week without worrying about cashing. Or live in a bigger car. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. But so they're just grateful that they can go week to week and know that food's on their table, you know, their gas is paid for, so on and so forth. And they're grateful to Innova for that. But a company like Discraft and Dynamic have shown like, hey, you can have a 401k set up for retirement, have pay a mortgage, start a family you know, whatever. And we're lucky that we get to do this with you. We're going to help build your brand. We're going to help build you. You can help, you're going to help build us, but we're going to do it through you type thing uh, to where like Discraft and Dynamic are putting forth a lot of effort of growing players' brands, running discs for players, building them out websites, doing all of this stuff that Innova just frankly isn't doing right now. And to me, from the outside looking in, I just think it's two different mindsets. One is saying, aren't you lucky to be sponsored by us? And the other saying, oh my word, we would love to have you as part of our team. Uh, and I think that's what it comes down to is like, if you're in the mindset of you're lucky to be sponsored by us and I come to you and I'm like, you're not paying me enough. I'm immediately going to be like, how ungrateful of you. There's the door. Yeah. And I think I personally, I think that's kind of what's going on. The question is, will it pay off short term? And it was not going to be hurt. Uh, but five to 10 years from now, will the decisions they're making now start biting them? I do think if they don't start to change that mindset then i then yeah five five ten years down the road they'll be a much much smaller name than they are now yeah it's definitely going to be interesting um so let's jump into the the two other big question marks um Haley king and katrina allen let's actually go with katrina allen first here so katrina allen i i heard started to hear rumblings around the same time I was hearing that Kevin Jones was staying with Prodigy when I was starting to think through that stuff I was around that same time as when uh, I started this was all before the announcements happened that Katrina Allen and I also was hearing Chris Dickerson weren't super happy um, mainly I think because they were starting to hear the deal Kevin got that's all speculation none of that is 100% true I just think that might be why but for some reason I never expected to see Katrina Allen leaving prodigy but she has posted she's announced that that's what's happening nine years with prodigy and now she's like peace out we're going somewhere else uh to me what this states is she's getting offered quite a large amount of money from somewhere so that makes it interesting to me because it's like who can afford her Mm -hmm. innova could afford her but again we just walked through why i don't think it's innova uh because i just I think if Innova was willing to keep players around, Ricky wouldn't have left and Kona would still be there and Paul might even still be there if we go back far enough. I would be shocked if Katrina Allen signed with Innova. Discraft, obvious front runner, with the exception of Paige Pierce. 
Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Why would Katrina Allen has already been fighting to not be in Paige's shadow over the last however many years? Mm -hmm. Why would you want to sign with a company that you're going to sometimes live in Paige's shadow because they're going to have to split marketing resources, split everything between Kat and Paige. Yep. So where Discraft makes uh, probably the most sense in my head, when you just look at it as a company, it makes the least sense team-wise. So then that leaves me with MVP, which Trevor brought up a great point I hadn't thought of. Is MVP's capital a smokescreen? Because is that all capital that they needed to use to pay James Conrad over the next however many years? Mm-hmm. Um, I I really don't know. Uh, I've also heard actually from three or four people, not reputable sources, just people like commenting on stuff. It's got to be a joke, but I've seen it enough that I'm like, is someone like actually trying to leak this? <laughs> of Katrina Allen to cast the plus. There's no chance. That's ridiculous. There's no chance. The company that initially made the most sense was Infinite Discs, mm-hmm. but I feel like wherever Kat's going, she's going to want a big guarantee. And I just don't think Infinite is going to be giving her like $200,000 a year guaranteed. Yeah. I could be wrong because Infinite Discs would make a, a whole lot of sense, but I just feel like if it's Infinite versus Prodigy toe-to-toe, on keeping one of the best players in FPO period, I feel like Prodigy's winning that battle. Maybe I'm wrong. I think that Katrina Allen might be able to get that guarantee if she went like Infinite, EV7, Thought Space Athletics, you know, parter it all, like push it all together. But then that's a lot of work versus just signing with one company and getting that guarantee. So if I had to put my money on anywhere, um, I'm going with Discraft, I think. I don't like it. I don't, I don't want that. I mean, I, I would love for it to be the answer, but I just don't think it's right. But at the same time, it's the only thing in my head that makes logical sense. I think that I, I agree with you where, where I first think is, I think she makes sense with Discraft. Yeah. I do think that it is, um, I, I, I don't know if she would want to choose that just again, because what you talked about with Paige, that doesn't seem to make sense because they can't build the narrative of a rivalry mm-hmm. there. Um, and so I think she would be interested in looking other places. And honestly, I I wonder if Innova would be interested in her just because I think Kona to Innova is a young gun who is, is competitive, but not at the, at the very top and very social media savvy. And I don't think they see the value in that as much while Kat is a, long time top competitor mm-hmm. she's she's a like she's she's just been a um yeah just a long time top competitor and i think innova sees the value in that a little bit more um so i wonder if since it's kind of like an old-fashioned way of looking at it like that if innova would be interested in her and then they'd be able to and she might would look at that as being able to build that kind of rivalry more yeah one thing we have to keep in mind is Katrina Allen is 37 years old. Very true. We So she's got, she's six years older than Paige. So whatever this deal is, this is her retirement deal. Is this is true. the deal where she's going to a company to retire. The tough part of that is when you have a player like Katrina Allen, she's going to always be synonymous with Prodigy. Because like when a player this late in their career in sports makes a change, it's a big change. But unless she's able to win like two world titles or do something crazy with this and whatever the new company is, 
she's going to be synonymous with prodigy. That's just how it, how it's going to go down. Uh, because I mean, if you look at other sports, great example, Michael Jordan, Chicago Bulls, end of his career, he plays for the Wizards. If you're not a big basketball fan or you weren't a big basketball fan during that time, you might have no idea his stint with the Wizards exists. I, the only time I ever saw Michael Jordan play was with the Wizards. But like, if you say Michael Jordan, I immediately think of the Bulls immediately because they're synonymous. It doesn't matter that he finished his career with the Wizards Mm -hmm. because that's not what they're synonymous with. So with Innova, I think that one thing Innova loves is having world champions with their plastic that are like long-term. That does make a lot of sense. They're going to be able to, Ken Climo, like basically ride his coattails forever because you can always say the best world champion ever, 12-time Ken Climo through our plastic, Mm -hmm. multiple-time U.S. champ, multiple-time world champ Barry Schultz through our plastic, Nate Sexton through our plastic, blah, blah, blah. You can like they can claim the winningest plastic in disc golf. If you bring Katrina Winni- Allen on, winningest, winningest, yeah, winningest. If you bring Katrina Allen on, yeah, she has a lot of world titles, and yeah, she would play for Innova, but you can't claim those world titles as Innova. So, like to me, that's Innova's big angle a lot of times. And a player like Cat just doesn't get you that. I would almost think that if I'm Innova and I'm trying to lock in an FPO player, I'm doubling down on Henna and Evelina. Because I think they're the mm-hmm. future of the sport. Yep. I'm doubling down on them. The other thing that makes me think Discraft is the Haley King leaving early. Where Haley, I honestly, 100%, I don't know that Haley King knows where she's going yet. Yeah. A uh, few different reasons. One, I think if you look at the end of the year, Discraft ran Haley King a signature disc. We just got them in, literally after her announcement. And I don't see that happening. That doesn't make sense if this was a planned exit. Mm -hmm. So to me, that tells me that this is brought on out of nowhere. Because it also wasn't like, like Missy Gannon, they made it because she won the Pro Tour Championship and Throw Pink Women's. They were doing like a celebratory disc. Haley King's was just to celebrate a good season. It wasn't a celebrating like one specific win it has like a bunch of different wins on it it was just celebrating a good season so it's not a disc that's like we have to make this for Haley because she did x y or z and doesn't matter if she's leaving it was a disc of like here's Haley like you know we still want to push you we want to you know whatever celebrate a good season with you that's a move to me when you're still planning on keeping a player that's not a move to me of like we're saying goodbye to a player and so when I see that and how late in the season that happened and like the fact that we literally got them after she announced she's leaving, that's how late in the season has happened. I think this is kind of a last minute thing. And I definitely think that the wedge that could have been driven through was Katrina Allen, because I think Haley King seems like the type of player that wants to blaze her own path. She wants to be the main focus. She's already having to live in Paige Pierce's shadow over at Discraft. She's starting to have to live in Missy Gannon's shadow a little bit this past season towards the end over at Discraft. If you throw in another one of her competitors in in Katrina Allen, she might be sitting there like, I'm worth having all these discs and stuff, but now they have Missy Gannon, Paige, and Kat that they might have to market harder than me. I gotta go. I need to be somewhere else. Uh, I To me, that is the scenario that makes the most sense is Katrina Allen's coming in and that's why Haley King's leaving. Where Haley King ends up, Haley King, I think, can end up a lot more places than Katrina Allen, simply because I think the contract that would get Cat to leave Prodigy has to be big. Whereas I don't think the contract that has to get Haley to leave Discraft necessarily has to be big up front. Yeah. So to me, that brings in MVP a bit more. 
It brings in Discmania, which I don't think Discmania would spend the capital on Katrina Allen because they've got enough to worry about trying to keep Eagle, Simon, and Kyle Klein on their team, and that's going to require a heck of a lot of cap space over the next few years. Mm-hmm. And they, if they're smart, they're just saving money like their life depends on it right now. So I don't see Katrina Allen going there, but they definitely could sign a player like Haley King. Again, I think Enova's offseason is done. I don't think they're picking up anyone. Haley King could go fill Cat's spot at Prodigy. Um, there's a lot more spots that Haley King could end up. So I'm going with Haley King to... I'm going Haley King to MVP. That's my pick. Haley, Haley King to MVP. Just copying me, man. I, I think that makes... I can really see her throw an MVP. I feel like she fits the MVP brand pretty mm. well. Um... I don't see I have a hard time seeing her go to Prodigy honestly yeah. just because as like I don't see her really caring to throw Prodigy. Yeah. And I don't see I don't think that Innova wants her and I don't think that she wants Innova. I will say one thing too is in the day before she announced her exit from Discraft, she announced her exit from other sponsors, one being Resistance Discs. That one makes sense cuz all they carry is Discraft. One being Ladies First Disc Golf, which I'm going to look up again. I don't understand that exit because, um, let me pull it up. I don't think they're like brand specific to, to Discraft or anything. Um, ladies first, disc golf, uh, comprehensive source for disc apparel and the female disc for the female disc golfer. Yeah. It just seems, seems to be just kind of like a retailer. So I'm not sure the exit from there, that one doesn't fully make sense to me, but the final exit of Ridge Roller I think could be telling if she knows where she's going because to leave Ridge Roller, we saw Ricky do it when Ricky went to a company that sells carts. Uh-huh. We see Haley do it. That could very well mean Haley's going to a company that sells carts and therefore can't be rocking a Ridge Roller, which would leave you to believe Dynamic Discs doesn't make sense because they just signed Kona. They would have had her be part of this big announcement thing, I think. I agree. Or MVP, which also I believe has like a Rover cart or something like that. So if all of that factors in, I'm leaning towards MVP from that aspect too. Uh, but it's definitely going to be very interesting. I don't know when these announcements are planned to come. Uh, knowing our luck, it'll be either while we're shooting this or while we're shooting next week's or something. Who knows that we end up missing it. But um, yeah, hopefully it comes later this week and we can talk about it next week. At least one of the two. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the rest of the contracts are just kind of re-upping. Uh, we did see the Valerie Mandahano and Mason Ford move. I think that's a good move on on both fronts. Uh, we don't see any numbers for them. Kevin Jones, good for him. He seems very happy at Prodigy, a four-year extension there. I They didn't release numbers, but because of how much he hyped it up and how much they put into the announcement with the video... You got to think it's a big contract. I, I don't. I don't think that you're sitting there hyping it up, getting everyone really excited for it, and having this big video for a four-year extension. If it's like four years, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Like I think that Kevin probably signed himself a a pretty nice deal. I don't think it's four years, four mil, but I would imagine that it's four years, and then it's a guaranteed of a million plus total um, over those four years. I would. I would guess. There's no numbers anywhere. So. I'm just guessing based on how much he hyped it up and how much everyone hyped it up that he signed himself a, a nice deal there. And then Missy Gannon staying with Discraft, um, exactly what we expected expected there. So there you have it. What an off season so far. What a what a week right there. I hope we covered everything. I feel like we did. Uh, we might have missed something in there. 
But uh, we'll definitely keep you up to date as all these players end up. Oh, one other extension. Forgot about Nate Sexton did sign an early extension with Innova through 2025. Big surprise. Uh, yeah, uh, probably the biggest shock of the offseason. Um, I think that was kind of Innova's way of like, hey, let's just make sure we keep we keep uh, at least someone that's moving some plastic around. Let's make sure that uh, we don't end up losing Sexton or Germ. So early extension for Nate Sexton through 2025 with Innova as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll be back same time, same place next week to oh, fill I'll you say in. say one thing before, we, before we're done. Yes. The whole video with Ricky, very, very cool. The helicopter, completely unnecessary. All right, we can close it out. Yeah, I said on debate <laughs> night last night, it would have been cooler. I don't know if it would have cost more. Just not even rent a private jet, but just get permission to have them walk off a private jet. Because the only issue with the helicopter was like, they filmed it and you could tell it was at the Emporia Airport. Mm-hmm. And so you know that they're just flying from the Emporia Airport to Dynamic, also in Emporia. And we're talking about the middle of a small town in the middle of Kansas. It basically would be like for us flying from Bedford's airport, if they even have one, to like our he- headquarters, like just shy, just outside of Bedford. It's like probably a f- two minute helicopter ride or a 15 minute drive. And there's no traffic. And I like, but for the video's sake, super cool. Very, very cool. It would be cooler if there was a reason for it. Yes. I thought he was gonna throw a disc off of a mountain or something. That would have been sick because he was holding the disc in his hand in the helicopter. I was like, oh, he's about to throw something. It's gonna be cool. And then, he, then they just it went up and it went back down. And then he was at. It was at, cool. It would have been. It, I just think the video story wise, and we would have all thought the dynamic was much bigger ballers had they just like got permission from someone in Emporia just to. Step off a private jet. Yeah, just walk down, and then you're then you're in your head thinking, "Holy cow!" Dynamic just shelled out to literally charter a private jet for Kona and Ricky to fly in from Arizona or wherever yeah. they're at. Because whenever you think about a helicopter, you don't think about ex- exclusive celebrity like high roller. You think of like an adventure. Whenever you think about a private jet, you think of like yeah, yeah. Private jet is where. I mean, regardless, the video was very cool. It was a very cool video. It was very well Extremely done. Cool video. But Love yeah, I agree it. with you. The helicopter, I was like, eh. <laughs> I mean, I get what you were doing. I mean, the chauffeur was cool enough, but helicopter, I mean, the hel- the shots from the helicopter were cool. Yeah. All right, it, just, it had, to cool yeah. just yeah. had to throw that in there. Just had to throw that in there. Yeah, there you go. Connor just had to get his little negative toss in there. <laughs> you know Connor. Connor's always a negative one in Foundation. That's what he's known as. Uh, all right, so that's going to wrap it up. We'll talk to you same time, same place next week.